And so Simeon's prophesying to Mary that she's going to have a sword that's going to pierce through her soul, which is very true because she had to endure watching Jesus suffer on the cross. I mean, imagine watching somebody that is so close to you suffer in that way, whether it's your child or your husband or your wife, a sword would absolutely pierce your soul. Like you would be distraught. So Mary had to endure that. So even though she was the mother of the Messiah, it was not going to just be fun all the time. It was going to be hard. And Simeon was predicting that to Mary. Faithful listeners, you just heard a clip from today's episode where we're talking about the end of the Christmas story where Simeon and Anna, two elderly people, had a great purpose for spreading God's word and becoming some of the first evangelists. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Luke. Happy Thursday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast on this beautiful Thursday morning and for sharing a cup of coffee with me, your host, Jen, as we discuss the second part of Luke chapter 2, which is still a part of the Christmas story in a sense. But unfortunately, this part of the Christmas story, we don't often read at Christmas time, which is kind of funny because I really feel like this is what sums up the birth of Jesus here in Luke chapter 2, verses 21 through 38, which is what we are going to be reading today. So please grab your Bible in whatever version you prefer to read out of and also your cup of coffee or your cup of tea. And let's go ahead and start. I'll be reading on the W.E.B. as always. When eight days were fulfilled for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses, were fulfilled, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, Exodus 13, 2. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons, Leviticus 12, verse 8. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. He came in the Spirit into the temple. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, that they might do concerning him according to the custom of the law, then he, Simeon, received him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now you are releasing your servant, Master, according to your word in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light for revelation to the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Joseph and his mother were marveling at the things which were spoken concerning him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, 
This child is set for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and for a sign which is spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with a husband seven years from her virginity, and she had been a widow for about 84 years who didn't depart from the temple, worshiping with fastings and petitions night and day. Coming up that very hour, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who were looking for redemption in Jerusalem. Verse 21, which is the first verse we read, and same with verses 22 through 24. And the reason I like these verses is because we literally just talked about them on Friday of last week. And we talked about the purification laws of women in the Levitical law, primarily women who were pregnant. So it shows here that Mary, Jesus's mother, did all of these things that were supposed to be done in the Levitical law. And, you know, one thing I mentioned about that law, and if you didn't listen to it, I definitely recommend going back and listening to the episode on Friday because it's going to give a little bit more context into what's happening here with Mary and with baby Jesus. But to sum it all up, God basically put a law in place for women who just had a baby, whether it was a male or a female baby. The woman basically had to go on pregnancy leave and she had to go through a purification of sorts when she was going through this. So that is why verses 22 through 24 are so interesting to me personally, because Mary would have had to go through, I think it was 33 days of a purification. In other words, she would have had to stay away from uh, the temple. She would have had to take a lot of rest, you know, nurture the baby Jesus, uh, spend time with her husband. And uh, her husband is something I mentioned on Friday, may have also been included in a way in that purification kind of ceremony because if the husband uh, sat on anything his wife sat on during that time period, uh, he would have also been considered unclean, though it would have been a little different for him than it was for her. But it says here in verse 22, when the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses, were fulfilled, they brought him up to Jerusalem. So that kind of almost sounds to me like both Mary and Joseph uh, together were involved in this, but this could also include the baby Jesus, because even though baby Jesus would not have had to go through a uh, purifying ceremony, <laughs> he was still considered to be uh, just a human being, the same as everybody else from the time that he was born. And so, yeah, he would have been considered part of this family and uh, somebody that also would have had to do these like purification kind of things even though this really mainly applied to Mary. But yeah, I mean, Jesus and Joseph would have been part of all this. So of course, on the eighth day after Jesus is born, he gets circumcised, which is part of the law, part of the covenant of the Old Testament. And this just shows from birth that Jesus followed all of the Levitical laws. He followed them all to a T. From the time he was a newborn baby, he was circumcised the way God told babies that they should be circumcised. And again, that was in, I believe, Leviticus chapter 12, which is what we talked about last Friday. And then he also went through the, the next ceremony, which was to sacrifice two turtle doves or two young pigeons 
to God after that uh, purification of the mother was completed after 33 days. So this is now what's happening. Jesus and Joseph and Mary all go to the temple and bring their two birds, which, by the way, the two birds would have been for a poor family which is also something I mentioned before in Levitical law. So Jesus was not raised in a rich family because they didn't bring a lamb for this. They brought two birds. So Mary and Joseph are at the temple with baby Jesus to sacrifice the birds according to the law of the Lord is what it says. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons according to Leviticus 12 verse 8. So now Jesus is probably in the arms of Mary And this man, and I don't know anything about him except for what is mentioned here in these only these few verses. This man named Simeon was righteous and devout, and he had to have been pretty old at this point because he was kind of waiting to die. (laughs) It's sort of what it says. And when he uh, gives his like um, prophecy, he mentions like, thank you, God, for now letting me die in peace. So he was almost waiting to die, but he was looking, it says here, for the consolation of Israel. And so in other words, he was waiting for the Messiah. And it says that he had the spirit of God in him. And one thing I find really cool is in verse 26, it says that it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Messiah, or in other words, the Christ. And so he knew that he wasn't going to die until he saw Jesus. But of course, he didn't know who the baby Jesus was going to be, but he knew that he was not going to die until he saw the Messiah. So one thing that this this really sticks out to me is that prophets exist outside of the Bible. And the reason I say this is because, yes, even though Simeon here is mentioned in the Bible, his prophecy was revealed only to him about himself through the Holy Spirit. In verse 26, it said, It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So I think this is important to note I don't believe that the gift of prophecy is dead, which many people teach. I believe that uh, Southern Baptists and Baptists preach that prophecy is one of the dead gifts. It does not exist. And anybody that claims to be a prophet nowadays is wrong. I don't believe that because here's an instance right here of, of a man who was kind of unknown who had a prophecy given to him about himself that was not declared by one of the original prophets, if that makes sense. And prophecy does not necessarily mean talking about future events. Like a lot of people think that a prophecy is almost like fortune telling in a way, but a prophecy is really just getting a word from God or getting words from God. That's really what prophecy means. And I do believe that in certain circumstances nowadays, that God does talk to us. And I don't think that prophecy is something that is dead and gone. I do believe that prophecy still exists. And I don't believe that God just decided to not give the gift of prophecy anymore. But I do think that it's very important to test prophets 
I just want to throw that out there because a lot of times uh, we don't do that and we listen to prophecy and it doesn't end up coming true, but then we still follow that prophet. But God makes it very clear that if it is real prophecy about future events, that it has to come true. But now the Simeon man is shown to be a true prophet because his event did come true. Something that God had revealed to him was that he wasn't going to die until he saw basically the baby Jesus. So now it says that the Holy Spirit leads him into the temple that day. He probably didn't know why. He probably didn't realize he was going to go see the Messiah that day. But the Spirit was nudging him to go into the temple. So he goes to the temple and there's baby Jesus with Mary and with Joseph. So Simeon probably comes near to Mary and Joseph and he's like, can I please hold your baby And, you know, he's an elderly man. And so Mary hands the baby over to Simeon and Simeon blesses baby Jesus and blesses God. And it says, he says to them, he says, now you are releasing your servant, master. And he's talking to God. He says, according to your word in peace. So in other words, he's saying, master, thank you for now allowing your servant to die in peace. And he says, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples. So he's talking now about baby Jesus. He's like, now I've seen the Messiah. And then he says, he is a light for revelation to the nations and the glory of your people, Israel. The one thing I don't like about the W.E.B. translation right here is that it doesn't say the word Gentiles. It says the word nations. But Simeon is prophesying here to everybody that's listening that Jesus was going to be a light and a revelation to the Gentiles, which is probably something that would have been almost unheard of, especially since the Messiah was believed to be somebody who was going to conquer the nations for Israel to have its glory back. But Simeon ends by saying, he is also the glory of your people, Israel, which is very true. You know, Jesus was a Jewish man. He was born in Israel. And now people all the time want to go to Israel and and to Jerusalem and walk where Jesus walked. But so now after Simeon gives this uh, huge prophecy about baby Jesus, it says Joseph and his mother. Notice that verbiage, Joseph and his mother does not say his father and his mother. So Joseph and his mother were marveling at the things which were spoken about Jesus. So they're just like, wow, like Simeon, this man here is prophesying about my baby. You know, like who's this baby going to become? So they're marveling about this. And then it says that Simeon blessed the family. And then he says to Mary, Jesus's mother, he says, Behold, this child is set for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and for a sign which is spoken against. So in other words, Jesus is going to be targeted because he is going to be spoken against and he's going to be set for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, which is what his entire ministry did. You know, he exalted the humble, but brought down the arrogant. So he He was set for the rising and falling of many in Israel. And then Simeon continues on by saying to Mary, a sword is going to pierce through your soul that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So that's kind of a really deep prophecy that he's giving to Mary. And that's the one other thing about prophets is sometimes they don't always prophesy good stuff. They often prophesy 
stuff that we don't want to hear. And so Simeon's prophesying to Mary that she's going to have a sword that's going to pierce through her soul, which is very true because she had to endure watching Jesus suffer on the cross. I mean, imagine watching somebody that is so close to you suffer in that way, whether it's your child or your husband or your wife. Like imagine having to go through that, like a sword would absolutely pierce your soul. Like you would be distraught. So Mary had to endure that. So even though she was the mother of the Messiah, it was not going to just be all fun all the time. It was going to be hard. And Simeon was predicting that to Mary. So then after this, another prophet comes in, but she was a prophetess. And this is a woman named Anna. And she was very old. She had to have been probably well over a hundred years old. And it says that she had great age. (laughs) So this prophetess had been a widow, it says here, for 84 years. And she also was waiting to die, probably similar to Simeon. And so it says that she never left the temple, though. She like lived in the temple. And don't forget, the temple was huge. The temple would have been a very, very big place. So she lived in there, constantly praying, constantly going through fasts after her husband died. And so now it says that she came up at that very hour. And I don't know if Simeon was still there prophesying or not, but Anna gives thanks to the Lord because she sees baby Jesus. She recognizes baby Jesus as the Messiah. And now all of a sudden in the temple, she's speaking about him to everyone who were who would listen to her. She's speaking about baby Jesus and she's talking about him. And it says that uh, to anybody listening and who are looking for redemption in Jerusalem. She says that the Messiah is here. So she was being an evangelist for Jesus. And all of these people we've seen so far from the shepherds who were very lowly people to these two elderly people, they were being evangelists. These were the first evangelists for baby Jesus. And that just shows me right there that God has a plan for everybody whether you're poor or rich or old or young, anybody has a purpose. And of course, that purpose is always to spread Jesus. But here, you know, a woman named Anna who was well into her (laughs) hundreds was going around being an evangelist for Jesus. She was finishing her race well, which is something that Paul talked about. She was finishing well, and same with Simeon here. He also was finishing well, and that just shows that, you know, it doesn't matter your age. God can absolutely use you. Well, guys, go back and listen to my episode that I did on Saturday and enter the giveaway so that you can win a Lion of Judah tee t-shirt, and you can also win a copy of my devotional, which is Out of the Mire. So that is a giveaway that is happening right now. Go back and listen to Saturday's episode. And I'll also drop a link to the giveaway in the bio of this podcast episode. And anybody listening in can enter into this giveaway. And I absolutely recommend that you do and uh, tell people about it as well. Friends and faithful listeners, have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.